ultimately what I'm looking at more and more for myself, for my clients, for everyone is well, how do we get paid to do the things that we're paid to do? How do we add so much value to people in our unique, magical way and so that people can literally live the life they've always dreamed of and start to live it now? Welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rockstar confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar. Welcome to episode 117 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. Christina with you here. Do you sometimes feel like things just aren't working for you? Maybe you're not enjoying your job, your relationships are rocky, you're not sleeping well, and things just aren't sitting right with you. And other times, do you feel like things are just working? Good things seem to fall into your lap, the right people seem to appear at the right time, you have success at work, you feel in flow and feel like you're achieving your goals effortlessly. Well, my guest this week is an expert at helping his clients to do the latter. Yes, to make things just work. His name is Brock Bowen, and he's a transformational coach who also refers to himself as the Lifetarian, he'll explain why, and the Wizard Entrepreneur. He cares deeply about people, loves and admires those closest to him, and is humbled and grateful for the opportunity to connect, empower, and create magic and miracles for conscious entrepreneurs who are struggling with time, energy, and money. Brock is on a mission to help people design and live the lifestyle of their dreams so they can give their best to the people they love and make a positive contribution to the world. He's also a proud dad to little Taj. When we spoke, Taj was only two weeks old. Bless. Brock and I were introduced by a mutual friend, Chris Jackson, who was my special guest on the podcast in episode 47, which is still one of the most popular episodes of this show. You should definitely check it out. Now, one thing I love about Brock is his radical zest for life. You can hear the passion in his voice when he speaks as we talk about how to reconnect with yourself, what holds people back from going after what they truly want, why giving and receiving is so important, and how to build confidence momentum. So if you're needing a little inspiration in your life or you want to take what you're doing at work to the next level, this one is definitely for you. But prepare yourself to be challenged and to ask yourself some big questions. Show notes will be at thecmethod.com slash Brock. That's Brock spelt B-R-O-C-K. I do have a quick announcement before we get to that conversation. I'm so excited to be speaking at Podcast Movement. That's the annual podcast conference held in the US. Um, this year it's in Anaheim near LA on August 23rd to 25th. If you're a podcaster or a budding podcaster, you should totally, totally come. My workshop is on correct mic and vocal technique. So you'll learn how to record and speak in a voice that commands attention and makes people feel confident in what you're saying instead of maybe a, a squeaky voice that is difficult to listen to. If you are going to be at Podcast Movement, I would love to connect with you and hang out. Just send me a tweet. I'm at CJ Cantors or send me a message through my Facebook page. Just have a search for Christina Cantors, The C Method. Okay, you ready to make some magic happen in your life? Let's meet Brock Bowen. Have you ever heard of people having an allergy to technology? Yeah, 100%. And it's an energy thing? Yep. I think my partner has that because he uses a perfectly good thing and it just breaks or the Bluetooth doesn't work and then I use it and it's fine. To totally. I had it used to work. I used to come down to Melbourne a lot. I used to work for a company called Swiss Vitamins and uh, they make, you know, the vitamin pills or whatever. Mm. I loved their 
like I love the vision and mission to start with, but the more I went deeper into the product, I went, I just can't, I just don't resonate with this. And then the more I worked for that company, they tried to get me to work a particular way. In the end, they actually said, Brock, we love you. We just need you to be a little less Brock. And so I left. <laughs> but literally, they'd send me a brand, brand new laptop and it wouldn't work Yeah, because I didn't want to do work. And then I'd send back to head office and they weren't going, it works perfectly. So you're 100%. Wow. But you're not like that with all technology. It was just them. Yeah, it's just when I don't want to do something, nothing works. The way that I work with things and work with clients is I'm able to harmonize energy. I worked with one of my guys. Um, I've got an electrician. He's got a company called High Vibration Electrical. And he helped me build a garden the other day. So, we went and picked up dirt. Mm. And while I was spending time with him, he picked up three new clients. Right. And it, I'll, that's why I want to be at retreats because when I spend time with people or actually just do calls and stuff, people tend, let's, let's choose that for you as well. Like you get that with a beautiful response with a new website and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think it's just fun. It's playing with the energies and frequencies. And I think not just that around technology. I think we're all allergic to electricity at some level. I don't think it vibes with us if we spend a lot amount of time in front of the screen or around electricity. I think there's things we can do to optimize that. Mm. But How do you help people tweak that energy? I love it when I'm in person with people. Like that makes a big difference for me. But ultimately, uh, I'll start to say, say I was to do it with you right mm. now. I'd start to scan your body when I go from the top to the bottom and all the way back up again. And I'd start to pay attention to what was going on. Then what I start to do is I'll start to expand out. So what I would do is, you know, say right now you're going to place your attention on something. Yes. So imagine you're going to place your attention on uh, your car that's parked wherever it is, if you have a car. Yes. Yeah, so you place your attention on your car. So the same way you place your attention on your car, I place my attention on the person or the business that I'll be working with. Okay. And then I basically start to have an energetic connection with it. So what I mean when I say an energetic connection is to dumb it down is I start to have a conversation with it. So you have a conversation that, with that entity, like that, yeah, that business or that – okay. Yeah, that business for energy. So basically, I'll spend time with different people. So say, let's talk in, in terms of your partner. Let's do it now. Let's just imagine that there's something, there's an area of resistance that's going on where there's two um, two fields of vibration. One's the technology and one's where he's at. Mm-hmm. And we can basically look at, well, how are we going to harmonize that? And if you look at a conductor, that's what they're essentially doing with an orchestra or looking at the symphony of music coming through and they want to make sure everyone in there is harmonized. If there's one guy who's playing the trombone who's off, it wrecks everything. Does that make sense? Yes. But how do you actually harmonize that with, with oh, sure. technology and, say, for example, technology and, and a person's energy? Yeah, for sure. I, I think of it like a conductor. I tend to use my hands a lot. So say, you know, you see a conductor, how they're actually moving their hands. Mm. A lot of people think that the conductor is just moving their hands to actually give people the, uh, the cues, but I actually think it runs deeper than that. And I believe that as they're conducting, they're actually energetically working with different people mm-hmm. in such a way that, you know, when you, you see a jazz band, they just vibe off each other. Yes. You know, those things, I mean, let's talk about life partners because I've been with Christy for, you know, seven and a bit years and you've been with your man how long now? Uh, 18 months? Yeah, awesome. And I remember we were talking the other day about how amazing it is and you guys are doing business and life together. And how do you know that you love him? Because it just works. We just know. You just know. You just feel it. So that's the space I'm coming from too. It's not a logical thing. Mm. It's just I get a feeling and I look at it and I ask that particular energy if it's willing to change. And I'll always ask the person permission first. That one, that's one thing I had to learn a while ago. 
I started to realize that I had these, uh, these natural gifts and I believe that everyone does. And ultimately, I started to realize I had these gifts and I'd see someone have a particular experience and went, I need to change that. And that's not always the best thing ever. So, you know, <laughs> you've been, fr- been around friends, particularly, you know, in the field of personal development. Yeah. You'll be there and you actually, every now and then, you're just like, I just want to have a bad day. I just want to watch movies, cry, have a bad day. And then someone's trying to get you into a peak state or try and change your pattern. You're like, I just want to have a bad day. Why? Because I feel like it. And so ultimately, I'll ask permission for the person's body or their business. Then I'll expand out my energy and put my attention, like I said before, with your car, where you place your attention on your car. And then I'll start to have a look and, and see what I feel, the same way that you feel or you know what's going on with you and your partner. And you feel when something's off there too. You know that thing where, you know, when you walk into a room and you can feel if someone's anxious or they're overwhelmed or something's going on, that same feeling, that's where I'm coming from, that sort of space where I just, I can tune in. And So when did you realize that you had this gift? I always, uh, it's kind of fun realizing this more and more. Like when I was a kid, I was a school captain, year six and 12, and I did well at school, but I would look out of the window most of the time. And I just, the normal stuff of the world never quite made sense to me. Even though I would be top of my year most of the way through, I would look out the window, I would be contemplating philosophy and wondering about the mysteries of life. Meanwhile, I was doing 15 units when you only had to do 11. Meanwhile, I was top of my year. If the teacher asked me a question, I would uh, answer it straight away. But uh, more and more, I just noticed that I seemed to be lucky. I seemed to be fortunate. I would, uh, well, this is kind of funny actually to say now, but as a kid, I would instigate some of the mischief. There will be five people there and guess who got in trouble? Them or me? Not you. Not me. And <laughs> I always, <laughs> always kind of had that thing where I was a bit of a, a, bit of a leader uh, in different areas. And you know, I used to take that lightly but now I don't. I feel really fortunate and blessed to actually have that, that space in the world to actually share some of the gifts that I have with people. But more importantly than that is actually how do we bring that out in everyone? Mm. You know, rather than... I think what tra- traditionally leader has been, it's all been about the leader. What I'm looking at now is, well, how do we rise up with leaders, you know, young men, young women, bringing people through, now having a, a young boy, you know, just to let everyone know as well. I've got a baby who's two weeks and one day old today. And super cute. That's, I mean, that, yeah, super, it's just such a beautiful thing. That's the most special thing for me at the moment. And bringing him through, being a, a father, being a leader, being a friend. And really holding that uh, that energetic framework for him to blossom into everything he's naturally gifted with. That's the that's the space I'm exploring at the moment. Mm. So what do you find with your clients is the biggest sort of disconnect or issue in terms of their energy and how it related to their business? Yeah, for sure. I think there's a few simple things when we go back to it. I think for most, most entrepreneurs when they start out, myself included, uh, the biggest one everyone's looking is approval of others. I think it's a huge thing. Everyone's waiting. You know, a lot of people, they're looking for their partner. Did you just get a yummy drink of someone? Sorry? Did you get a yummy drink? Yes, I did. Just some water. Yum. <laughs> awesome. I always make sure I drink water on the podcast for everyone listening. <laughs> stay, you got to stay hydrated. So that thing, I think for a lot of clients, for a lot of people, including myself, it's that element of we're always looking for the approval of others. We're always looking for the result in the outside world before we'll actually trust ourselves within. And where, where I love to work with clients is making sure that they're actually going for what they truly want. I think a lot of times people do goal setting or they do uh, business from the perspective of this is, what, this is what I think I can do rather than what I know. 
And the projects I love, even in the last week talking to some clients, one lady from New Zealand, she writes love letters around the world. Everyone in her family told her not to write love letters because it's a waste of time, it's a waste of money, it's a waste of everything and it's not going to go anywhere. Meanwhile, she's now getting paid to write love letters around the world that she channels as a gift from the universe. Who is she writing love letters to? Uh, anyone that wants a love letter. If you want one, let me know. I'll connect you up. Linda, literally, it's called Linda's Love Letters. Uh, another lady who, uh, who just called me yesterday, uh, a lovely lady named Barbara, she's just tried everything, but she was so out of resonance with what she was doing that she just kept hitting brick walls. She'd put on weight, she'd get stressed, she'd get overwhelmed, and you could do a lot of the traditional coaching stuff to help that and reframe it and make it better. But what she realized is she actually loved gardening and she realized that she actually wanted to design something. And in the last four weeks, she's designed and started and sold her first lot of yoga pants. Wow. Mm, and so that's what I'm always looking at. For a lot of the projects that I run, uh, I, get, I get guidance is probably the simplest way to do it. I, uh, I tune into particularly at night when I dream. I get a lot of information when I'm asleep and I wake up inspired and connected and I just know the next step. And it's something that I've worked on because, you know, probably 10 years ago for myself when I was working for another vitamin company, I would put my head on the pillow at night and go, universe, God, whatever's going on here, there has to be more than this. I've done goal setting. I've had success. I've got the investment property. I've got the different things going on. But I, ha I know there has to be more to life than this. There has to be a deeper purpose. There has to be more than just creating stuff in the outside world. I want to feel more. And this was at a time too where I was having technology not work for me. Right. This is at a time too where when I was getting the best results in my sales, I was spending a lot of time in nature, a lot of time looking at the sky and a lot of time uh, in self-reflection. And when I did that, when I connected within, I could get really great results for my clients and I could get really great results in sales. Mm. So it sounds like what you did was really – go back to basics and connecting with what you really wanted and what really sparked joy within you. Yeah, 100%. And, and finding that more and more. But I like to say, I'll use language that sounds like a surfer from time to time. Have you ever heard surfers talk about flow or living the dream? Uh, yeah, I've heard about flow. I don't really hang out mm. with many surfers. I'm not, I'm not a surfer myself. I'm more of a – Not yet. Oh, not yet, but I, I'm more of a snow person. <laughs> oh, wow, like skiing or snowboarding? Snowboarding. Yeah, well, I've never done it. Heaps of my friends do oh, it. It's dude. just great. It's amazing. You, you should hold a retreat in Japan. Done. <laughs> I will come to that retreat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like looking at how do we – ultimately what I'm looking at more and more for myself, for my clients, for everyone is well, how do we get paid to do the things that we're paid to do? Mm. How do we add so much value to people in our unique, unique magical way and so that people can li literally live the life they've always dreamed of and start to live it now? So what you were talking about before, is that what you describe as the genius zone or is that something else? Yeah, definitely I would call the genius zone or I like alchemy too. Or some people talk about flow state, but it almost feels those goals that you write down in your journal, it almost feels that as soon as you write them down, it's already done. Mm. So why do you think people are so disconnected from what they really want? Hmm, lots of reasons. How deep do we want to go on this? Everywhere? Oh, as long as we can keep it. To podcast time we'll keep it simple i believe it's part of the, okay like becoming a father at the moment it's relevant i think partly the educational system mm. i think i think people are indoctrinated into a particular system of control so that we can have uh have people in groupthink 
you go to school, you do school a particular way, you're prepared for a job and if you're a little bit different, you go out and you become an entrepreneur. And I think there's a lot of things like control from the educational system. I think a lot of people have a lot of fear that often comes through from society, from their parents, from different things. I think there's also uh, nutritionally, you know, we talked about that personally the other day about nutrition. Mm. I think when you look at food, I know if I eat food that's not high quality, I get a clouded mind. When I drink too much coffee, when I eat uh, food that's not organic, it's laden with chemicals. If I eat too much processed carbohydrates, which is not things that I do anymore, but I find that that definitely uh, makes it a challenge. But I also think, I mean, culturally in Australia, if you put your hand up and you say you're going to do something, you don't always get supported. No. And then on the other hand, you don't get supported to start with. And then when you do succeed, there's what we call the tall poppy syndrome. And, you know, for the listeners around the world, not everyone's going to know that particular languaging, but essentially a tall poppy means if you do well, people try and chop you down. Because you grow above the rest or you rise above the rest, so to speak. Yeah, so to speak. So you can't win. Both sides of the coin, uh, we don't have a culture that's conditioning people to be the, the most loving version of themselves, the kindest, most caring, most articulate uh, mm. person. We're also moment. very bad at accepting compliments. It's true, huh? Like you tell people, oh, you know, you look amazing. Oh, no, no, I, I don't. But you look amazing. Or, oh, this, no. I don't, oh. It's like, can you just please say thank you and leave it at that? Yeah, just that whole element of receiving. That's something I'm constantly working on. Like that thing of receiving from people. You know when someone just wants to give you a gift? Yes. And all they want to do is give you a gift. Because traditionally what a lot of people do is give someone a gift so that the person knows that they're in that position because the person gave them a gift. But sometimes a gift is just the most beautiful thing ever. Sometimes a compliment is the most gorgeous thing ever. Mm. So I think that's where where we really need to work on. Obviously, culture we can start to work on. That takes time. But what we can work on individually is our level of receiving. And I believe that too, not just the good stuff, but also that high-quality feedback that sometimes – if we don't receive it from that uh, affirmative frame, it can feel a little bit intense. Mm. As in receiving mm. that constructive feedback? Yeah, constructive feedback, criticism, judgment, all those different elements. Because the more that you actually want to stand out, you're going to receive more judgment. The more you actually choose to go for what your dream is, you're going to get more criticism. And I, I've noticed it too as a business owner. I'm going to ask you too in a second, but there seems to be a lot of people who are backseat drivers so as soon as you start your business, everyone wants to give you ideas of how to do it. They want to, and some of those are amazing, but some of those are people who have no clue about what your business is and they want to tell you how to do it. The same way you see, uh, you know, those men that go to football games and they scream, <laughs> <laughs> they scream at the ref and they scream at the players and they do all those things. And they're overweight, drinking 50 beers. Yep. And they're not on the playing field of life. And ultimately, what I've, what I've canvassed, what I've curated around myself personally is people that will give me excellent feedback and people that will actually lift me up. You know, I'm always looking at that from the perspective of how do I make sure that I'm doing well? How do I make sure the people around me, my community, my family are doing well? And how do I make sure at a humanity level we're all doing well? Can we talk about confidence momentum because this is something that you mentioned when we had a conversation the other day. Can you describe to me what, what it is? Yeah, for sure. Well, if you have confidence in a particular area, you're going to keep trying. So if you look at when you're a child, you're just going to keep trying and keep trying and keep trying to get up and walk. Simple metaphor. A lot of people use it. When you're a, you know, 12 months old, 18 months, whatever age you decide, you're going to give up crawling. You're going to walk. You get up, you try, you fall over. You get up, you try and fall over. When you hit about 
seven, probably about seven's the magical age, sometimes younger. When you fall over, you look out to see, did anyone see me fall over? Oh, so it's that external sort of validation or that worried worry. Worried about criticism. Like I've seen, I've seen young kids do it before where they literally check, check to see if anyone saw before they even dust off their knees that they grazed. And what I see for business owners around confidence, momentum, what I see for human beings is once you've done something once and you've had positive feedback on that, you start to build those new neural pathways. And so as you start to do it and you get a little bit better, you get that positive frame and then you do it a little bit more, a little bit more. And before you know it, you're really good. But a lot of people don't like to try those different things because what we tend to do is the same thing that we've always done. You know, you look at a lot of people, they tend to dress the same as they did when they were 20 and they might be 40. Yep. <laughs> might change slightly. A lot of people talking about it on the call the other day too, a lot of people, and there are benefits to this too, a lot of people live within 5, 10 kilometers from where they are. In America, I believe it's 80% of people that don't even travel internationally. Mm. And we tend to have a, a frame of the world that's exactly what we've been instilled with from birth. We don't consider the fact of sovereignty that we are actually citizens of the world and that we can go wherever we choose to. And uh, often we don't have the confidence to do that because we don't have role models that are bringing us forward into that, uh, that momentum. But ultimately, what I always look at for people is how do I support you in going for what you really want? And then how do we take those small steps, not the big ones? A lot of people have the big goals, the big dreams, the big visions. But what I've found for myself is once you start to commit to uh, just really simple habits, really simple daily habits, you start to get more confidence around that. Mm. You start to notice that you, you're breathing better. You start to notice that you're, uh, you're doing things better in, in your business. You start to notice your relationship starts to improve and that, that gives you a positive loop of feedback that makes you want to do more of it. I was interviewing um, Trudy Rankin on my show a few weeks ago and she was telling me how it was women in particular they need that initial positive feedback in order to keep going with what they're doing. Um, and she mm -hmm. uses the example of people, you know, women at work, if they do something new or something different, if they don't get feedback, so it doesn't matter if it's positive or, or negative, if they get, get no feedback, they assume that, oh, that was not well received and they stop. So they, mm. you know, people need that, that feedback, that positive feedback in order to keep going. So, I think it's really important for people listening, if you are trying something new for the first time, to make sure you ask people for feedback before just assuming that it wasn't the right thing or that you didn't do a good job. Uh, absolutely. And we can do that for everything. You know, in terms of our relationship, rather than just assuming that things are not working, we could probably ask. Mm. We could probably, yeah, open that conversation more, uh, have that more. But ultimately, the thing I want to see more and more is people actually going for different things. People actually go, on, what is it I want to pursue and how can I do that? What is, what is the things that I'd love my life to be like? What is my unique dream? What did I come here to the planet for? And who's going to help me create that? Those are all very big questions. Yeah, I, I, like, going, <laughs> I like going deep with people in terms of all those things. And ultimately, if you spend time with me, I'll look straight into your eyes. I'll look straight into your soul and I already know you. And that's, that's the space I want to come from more and more. If we can all be in that, then we don't need to hide. Then we don't need to worry if we mess up. We never know how life's going to show up. Mm. But if we have that positive frame, if we have that uh, affirmative belief that things can only get better with absolute awareness, not from a place of delusion where we don't actually look at what's going on in our life, from a place of looking what is real feedback, 
how can I look tangibly at my life? And actually, how can I, again, get up and go for it, get up and go for it, get up and go for it. And then the universe mm. will provide. Always. See, <laughs> it, seems, it seems to me that's the case. And everything, like we live in a benevolent universe. We live in a universe if we appreciate, we pay attention to particular things, more of that shows up. So a thing that um, Aaron and I are preparing for at the moment is we're going to Burning Man in September, first week of September. Oh, wow. And it's it's a big deal. There's a lot of moving parts. You need transport. You need a ticket. You need all these things. Mm. And we're actually – we need an American person with an American driver's license to come with us so that they mm -hmm. can help us out with the driving and with the insurance for the vehicle. And we don't mm – -hmm. uh, a friend of mine who was coming, she's a bit unsure, so we need someone else, you know, to just in case – and mm -hmm. she's stressing a bit and we're like, you know what? We're going. It doesn't matter what happens. We're going. <laughs> we've got our ticket. We've got the RV. We've got our flights. We're going no matter what. And even if we can't find someone, we're going to find someone. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, so we're, not, we're not worried. It's done. Like we already see ourselves there at the festival. Mm -hmm. Yep. You'll get there 100%. <laughs> that's, what, that's all it takes. That 1,000% commitment, that like absolute certainty and just clarity. It's going to get done. Mm -hmm. So tell me about this retreat that you've got coming up oh bali so yeah chris jackson and i uh, chris and i were fortunate enough to meet two and a half years ago via another friend rachel and uh, she introduced us we got to connect via her and uh we've just stayed close since then and we've decided to put on an amazing transformational retreat you know in bali in july july 14th to 19th and it's special you know we're going to have the different themes of what chris and i teach uh, we're going to have adventure in it. We're going to have the most amazing food. We're going to have sound healing, massage, all the things you can expect at a retreat. But ultimately, the thing that I'm loving the most is the connection between people. Mm. I often talk about, I have this idea I call the official dream team and also family dinners. And I believe if you sit down at a table and you eat a meal with people who are really inspired to connect and contribute, you can solve anything. You can figure anything out. And that's my intention for the retreat. As we come together, we create that space where Chris and I do our collective magic. But ultimately, the people that we've curated for that particular adventure, they're just gorgeous people. You know, one of the ladies that's coming along, she booked in for herself and her daughter. They're building a closer and closer relationship. Uh, they're part of some coaching that I do. And uh, I've got a really good relationship with the mum and building more and more with the daughter. But this lady, she just drove from Lismore near Byron Bay area all the way down to Wollongong to go to an event that someone was doing on the full moon. And tonight actually happens to be the full moon again now too. So this was last month on the full moon. She drove all the way down there to go to an event of another lady who's another one of my coaching mm -hmm. clients. And she met this lady and she said, I love her, Brock. She has such a special energy. If she's not coming to the retreat as yet, I want to pay for her to come to the retreat. Wow. <laughs> and that blows that blows me away in the same way in terms of Burning Man. You know, if if you're going over and there's not something available, well, I know lots of people. Chris knows lots of people. Mm. It's going to happen. Yep, absolutely. Mm. So have you filled up all the spots for your retreat? We've still got some more spaces available, which is cool. And, yeah, excited. We've got, uh, we've got five spaces filled so far, plus we've got three crew going. Chris and I, plus we're having a, a world-class video crew coming as well. Fantastic. So that leaves us. Yeah, that leaves us five spots left, which is, yeah, I'd love. If this is resonating with someone, you want to come to an amazing retreat, definitely get in touch. Absolutely. And do you and is this open to people from all over the world? Yep. Okay, so not just Australia. 
Everywhere. Amazing. And if people want to learn more about you and your transformational coaching, uh, where mm-hmm. can they reach out? Yeah, 100%. Check out www.brockbowen.com. That's a really good way. Uh, you can see, you can also add me on Facebook via Brock Bowen, the Lifetarian. So you look up there and you see a public page. Uh, send me a message, get in touch. That's a, the main channels. Instagram's the Lifetarian. How'd you come up with the, the Lifetarian? Oh, cool story. I was just watching a video when I came up with that, and that was maybe nine or ten years ago. I basically had this thought. You know when you think about uh, Leonardo da Vinci? Mm-hmm. He just talked about being a human. Everyone else was talking about his genius. Everyone else was talking about his art. Everyone else was talking about his philosophy, but he was talking about being a great human being. And I kept looking at that because one thing I got caught up with is, particularly when I lived in Sydney, when you catch up with people – What's the first thing that anyone asks each other? How you going? And then what's the second thing? What do you do? What do you do? And that, that thing is I wanted to be so much more than that particular definition of what do I do? And so I'd start to wriggle out of it a little bit because I felt, felt like we, we were so much more than our particular business card. We were so much more than our job or our business. Mm. And I wanted to have bigger conversations. And I went, well, there's vegetarian <laughs> and I've done that. I've been vegetarian. I've been vegan. I've been paleo. I've tried all the different diets and lifestyles and so forth. They went, well, cool. What's the greatest one I could come up with for myself? I'm going to call it Lifetarian. And the way that I define that for myself is I'm committed to doing everything to have the most energy, the greatest life, uh, everything possible. And, and yeah, I came up with the idea of the Lifetarian. Love it. And I, yeah, I just, <laughs> that was the job description. I figured that thing, if the job you want doesn't exist, you go out and create it. Is that what you write on your occupation departure card at the airport? Yeah, the Lifetarian. <laughs> I've written I've written Batman before, I've written superhero, all kinds of stuff. I've always so, wondered yeah, what to, to write on that. <laughs> yeah, put put superhero. Love it. Brock Bowen, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for everyone. If you made it to the end, give yourself a big pat on the back. You made it, you listened. Uh, if it resonates to connect with Christina or I, reach out. We love you. Have the best day ever. Boom. Big thanks to Brock Bowen, the Lifetarian, for sharing his magic with us on the show this week. You can find out more about what he does at brockbowen.com or simply visit the show notes at thecmethod.com slash brock. Before I wrap up, remember to connect with me if you are going to Podcast Movement in Anaheim in August. I can't wait to connect with you. And as you heard me mention earlier, I will be going to Burning Man and I am spending a bit of time traveling around the sort of west side of the US after Burning Man. So if you are in Denver, if you are in Vegas, if you are in San Francisco or anywhere on the that Pacific coast or along the west coast of the US, I would love to connect with you. So I'll be in Denver, I'll be in Vegas for maybe a day, I'll be in San Fran and then down along the, the west coast there. Oh, and also, if you're going to Burning Man, please do connect. That would be amazing to hang out with you. All right, and that's all from me this week. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome, and I'll talk to you next week. My name's Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Get Noticed.